Why do clowns always have sore necks? It's because they sleep funny. Hi there, my name is James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to debunk 12 myths about sleep that you may have heard. Sleep is incredibly important, and you will never realise this any more than when you become a parent. In fact, I think when you become a parent, how are you sleeping or are you getting enough sleep tends to be the consistent two questions that you are asked by everyone who meets you. And they ask this because they know how massively it can impact on your life. Not getting enough sleep or not being able to get enough sleep can be horrendous. And when you become a parent, it's the first time in your life when you actually don't get to choose how much sleep you get. There's this new being in your life that demands your time and energy at potentially any time, day or night. I remember in the first few days of becoming a parent in 2012, actually being quite concerned that I was so tired that I might not be safe to drive to work. When you're a parent, sleep also becomes the holy grail of the one thing you want. Quite often you'll forfeit any other exciting potential activity in your life to get some sleep. So myth number one, you need eight hours of sleep. This is simply not true. How much sleep you need depends completely on who you are. It also depends on things like your age of life and your activity of life. Very young children need a lot of sleep early in their life because they're growing. You also might find if you've got a very busy active life where you're rushing around doing all sorts of things and you're physically and mentally challenged all day, you might need more sleep than normal. Myth number two, eating cheese before you go to sleep will give you nightmares. Eating a large meal before you go to bed may negatively impact your sleep because your body's busy digesting your food. But there isn't one particular type of food that will give you nightmares. That is a myth. Sleep myth number three, having an afternoon nap is good for you. Obviously, an afternoon nap is beneficial to having no sleep or energy at all. And if your work-life balance determines that actually you need a nap in the afternoon to get through the day, then that's a good idea. That said, for people who don't, the general consensus is that it's better to try and stay awake through the day so that when it comes to go to bed you're tired and you're going to have a long sleep all the way through the night to wake up feeling rejuvenated for the forthcoming day. From the research I saw what they did say is if you are feeling really tired and want a nap try to limit it to 15 to 20 minutes. Certainly as a parent you will have come accustomed to doing everything you can to try and keep your children awake. You might find that when they start school in the first term, they're really, really tired at the end of the day and want to sleep. This is fine. The only problem is if you let them fall asleep at four o'clock and they have an hour's sleep, it probably means they're not going to want to go to sleep till much later than they used to, which is going to negatively impact on your lifestyle and having some downtime for yourself. When it comes to trying to get your kids to stay away, I would just say choose your battles. Sometimes just letting a tantruming four-year-old have a sleep so the rest of the family can chill out and rest is actually probably the best decision. Myth number four, listening to waterfalls or white noise in the background can help you sleep. This is a subjective one and there doesn't seem to be a definite answer yes or no whether this is a good thing for you. When I did the research for this podcast there seemed to be enough people saying actually I can't sleep without white noise as there were people saying it made no difference. The thing to do if you're struggling to sleep is to start to study your sleep. Some people might find they need complete quiet in order to sleep while other people might be able to sleep happily at a Metallica concert. The thing to do is to work out what works for you. So for me personally, I know that background noise isn't great, but I need a completely dark room. I also know that if I have caffeine, anything after five o'clock, I'm going to struggle to get to sleep. I used to think that a hot bath was a good thing, but actually, if anything, that made it worse. And I found that a cold shower can make me feel more refreshed, which in turn makes it easier for me to drift off to sleep. 
Myth number five, lavender can help you sleep. The smell of lavender, I think, can be a bit of a placebo. Sometimes spraying lavender mist or lavender whatever on your pillow can make you, probably because you've heard it, feel sleepy. While lavender does work as an ansiolytic, I've totally mispronounced that, and ansiolytic is the term used to describe an anxiety reliever. Again, I've said that wrong and in turn can act as a sedative to relax you, it doesn't actually contain any sleep-inducing properties itself. But then that said, quite often people can't sleep because they feel anxious. So if lavender helps to calm you down and relax you, and that in turn helps you sleep, then it's a good idea. Myth number six, sleeping with the lights on is harmless and won't negatively affect your sleep. Any sort of low light in the room can negatively affect your circadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm is your internal natural process which regulates your sleep. This sleep wake cycle repeats roughly about every 24 hours. There's a lot of research to show that the invention of things like alarm clocks or having an alarm on your phone can negatively affect your sleep. There's a strong argument says you should just let your body wake up naturally or let elements in your environment like the sun wake you up. That said, certainly if you live in the UK in the winter, that doesn't work because if you need to get up to go to work before the sun rises, that's going to be a problem. Myth number seven, you need to renew your mattress every two years. While new mattresses have shown to improve your sleep and lead to potentially an extra hour of sleep, you don't need to renew your mattress every two years. In fact, most recommendations say that it's between six to eight years. That said, if you're a bit of a light sleeper, or like me, someone who has a bit of an overactive mind and struggles to get some sleep, investing in a good mattress is a good idea. We invested in a really nice mattress and some really good pillows, and I have to say, my sleep has improved. Myth number eight, having a long lie-in at the weekend is bad for your sleep pattern. According to the research, the general consensus on this is sleep is a really good thing and it doesn't matter if you have more of it at certain times of the week like the weekends. And actually the advice I would give in regards to this is listen to your body. If you feel really tired at the end of the week and need a bit of a lie-in, have a lie-in. What I can also see from the research is they say only go to sleep when you're tired because going to sleep or just lounging around in bed can negatively affect your sleep pattern. Sleep myth number nine, counting sheep can help you get to sleep. This is a really famous myth. Apparently sleep experts at Oxford University put this to the test and can confirm that it makes no difference to your sleep. Apparently according to their results, people who were told to count sheep actually took 20 minutes longer to get to sleep than subjects who were asked to think about relaxing images like family times on the beach or sunset who managed to get to sleep quicker. Myth number 10, having a shower before you go to sleep can help you get to sleep quicker. Having a shower or bath before you get into bed can certainly help you make you feel clean, but there's little to no evidence to show that it actually helps to get you to sleep. That said, I think this one's a bit subjective because I certainly know if I have a cold shower, probably because I do lots of open water swimming, and there is definite evidence to show that cold water can naturally calm you down. The activity of me having a cold shower, which in turn calms me down and makes me feel more relaxed, in turn helps to get me to sleep quicker. Myth number 11, alcohol can help you to sleep better and get to sleep quicker. Again, studies show that although alcohol can make you feel more relaxed, it doesn't actually help to get you to sleep quicker or improve your quality of sleep. According to the studies, apparently alcohol can reduce your quality of sleep. Drinking alcohol reduces the time you're spent in REM. REM, which is short for rapid eye movement, is the term used to describe that vital part of your sleep where you process your memories and your emotions. That may help to explain why after a few drinks, you wake up the next day feeling really tired. It's because your brain hasn't been able to get into REM sleep or REM sleep for long enough. Myth number 12, a warmer bedroom is better for sleep. 
According to the research, this isn't true. The evidence actually shows that a much cooler environment, a bedroom that is somewhere between 18 and 21 degrees Celsius, is more likely to help you get to sleep and have better sleep. Just think about any time you've had to sleep during a heat wave. Quite often, people can't get to sleep because it's too hot. I really hope you got some of this podcast. I'm trying to create an online community that supports people, specifically dads, and specifically dads like myself, who sometimes struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow this podcast, or if you watch this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. And if you have a tip about sleep or how to get to sleep, please put it in the comments below. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide to hopefully help men manage their mental health during pregnancy and support their partners to the best of their ability. If you'd like a completely free digital copy of this book, please let me know and I'll get one sent to you. All I would ask is that you give an honest review on Amazon once you've taken a look at it. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. What do you get when you cross a rooster with a duck? A bird that wakes up at the quack of dawn. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, a 42-week guide to pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, www.dadmindmatters.com.